Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Welcome to the WSO Weekly Wrap-Up, where I talk with my team about the five most trending discussions in the Wall Street Oasis community. Enjoy. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the WSO Weekly Wrap-Up. Today, we're just going to have a quick one, three, three of the top trending discussions. Matt, take it away. Sure. Thanks, Pat. So yeah, it looks like we have a short bench today, just Patrick and Nabil on the panel. Um, but let's give it our best crack here. So first topic that was trending on the forums this week was all about becoming a better conversationalist in investment banking. Uh, we've had a handful of analysts make the comment that given they're working so much throughout the week, um, that they don't really have much to talk about anymore amongst just their, their peers in the office, but even just friends outside of work. Um, specifically, we're hearing some some talk around, uh, given that they're working all the time, I don't know what to talk about anymore, and even just feel odd writing this forum topic itself. So um, definitely an interesting uh, topic here. Pat, what are your thoughts on uh, how to become a better conversationalist? Is this something that you felt during your time um, as an um, investment banker? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think there's certain like conversation topics like sports and stuff that you can always kind of lean on um, if you're into sports or, you know, whether it's basketball or, you know, football or whatever season it is. Um, but yeah, I think even just listening to like various podcasts or anything could be a helpful way to kind of just be a little bit more interesting. I don't know, Nabil, are there certain ones you recommend? Uh, no, I mean, I personally don't listen a lot, so I don't know. But like sports, again, like that's always a thing, right? Like whatever sport you watch, pick a team, friendly banter in office. Yeah, I think somebody said you could just buy more watches to talk about watches. <laughs> <laughs> That's an expensive way to be interesting, though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, then I feel like you're you're li- kind of living up to that typical banker, um, you know, expectation uh, of of those topics you're speaking about. I mean, it's interesting to even think about coming from the avenue of of networking. You don't want to, you know, you want to find a way to differentiate yourself. Um, and a lot of ways that could happen is just some having some meaningful conversations. So, um, I mean, the, the only my only worry with like sports, I feel like that's typically played out. Like every every guy is going to speak about sports. I mean, even every woman too. Um, feels like it's a topic that could be brought up. But uh, what would you what would you suggest for even maybe from like a networking perspective? Not even just like relationships internally, um, even with friends. Like how about networking? Because obviously, good conversations um, important to leave a lasting impact with others. What do you think, Neville? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it depends, like, what the networking, I mean. Yeah, any sort of affiliation. So, like, if, let's say, um, sports school, obviously yeah. want alums. So, if you're talking to alums, like, talking about, like, the different clubs, what's going on on campus, that type of stuff, I think is interesting and always an easy way to connect. Um, or some news-related stuff you could talk about. Something yeah, political, events. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, well, I don't know how much people want to talk about like inflation, the Fed, the Fed's like, rate rises. I don't know if that's like, a lot of topic conversation that'll like actually get you a strong relationship. But um, well, I think that's to your point there. I know uh, we've had uh, conversations where you've gotten some pretty good uh, outreach from people that were uh, referencing your alumni and, and some cool places on campus. And uh, I know you've been raving about that and how it left. Uh, 
I just thought I, I was so. absolutely shocked at some of these sales emails I'm getting now. I don't know if it's a bot or I, Matt's like, no, it's all custom. But basically, they're they're talking about like hubs on campus, and it's a tiny little, little liberal arts school that no one would know about. But look how look at the impact it made on you. Yeah, it was so like you're the founder of this business, and and it's it's resonating with you, right? So I think. Um, I think it's all about putting an effort in, right? Like, you, you, like having a conversation with someone does take effort, and it, maybe even a little bit of prep, as, as kind of silly as that sounds, taking you know five minutes just to learn about your uh, the individual you're speaking with and, and putting some prep in um, definitely goes a long way, both for personal relationships, but even just from a networking perspective as well. Yeah, and just trying to go deep on a few specific things, like let's say you love uh, woodworking or building, you know, whatever in your spare time, or you have some other strange, you know, hobby, maybe your chess, you know, and you like to talk about that, like just finding other people around those interests, I think is helpful. And actually having like being really knowledgeable about it and understanding what's the news in that specific realm makes you more interesting. So, you know, um, I watch a lot of like Tesla uh stuff in youtube because i think it's super interesting what's going on there um so like i could probably tell you everything that's going on with tesla like so if someone's interested to talk about that like long or short i think it's super fun to like argue with people um over what's going or, on or peloton i know peloton or peloton or peloton but peloton's a little bit more of a sad story and i lost way too much money on that so I, the, the past couple of months it's, it's, it's actually, a bitter topic yeah <laughs> although it popped what 25 percent yesterday yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like a double off the lows uh, so go. far. Um, yeah, off the lows. Though. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Keyword. I was priced like it was going to go bankrupt, and now I don't <laughs> think it's going to. I think it's a it's a going concern now, but we'll see. We'll see how long it has. <laughs> All right. Well, without getting too off topic here, guys. Um, in in a similar note, another trending topic of the week was around uh, hiring your friends and how one individual got burned by that, unfortunately. So, um, Nabil, we'll let you uh, get a lead on here um, for for this topic, but. Um, do you find, you know, is there a fine line you have to um, kind of walk, whether, you know, maintaining that loyalty you have with your friends, but also, you know, the loyalty you have to your business there? What are your thoughts on on hiring friends uh, or at least referring friends to a role? I mean, I'll probably for a business first. Like, yeah, you don't want to, like, refer someone who's, like, not, uh, not like, who wouldn't live up to your reference, and then that becomes an issue, but, like, professionally, uh, you'd rather, like, it's better to judge your friends properly before you give them any kind of reference you don't want. I mean, there's always, I think the post was about like someone who got referred in good faith, but like, that's very tricky. It's like easy to go after the whatever event and be like, yeah, this guy probably didn't work. But like, did you know, uh, did you really think about it before? Or did you just blindly submit like a reference? Or did you think it would make a difference? Because there are companies that actually only hire two references, right? Like Steam and all that, that do really well. But then the idea there is like, the employees kind of understand uh, what, what is required at the company and then they bring like-minded individuals in but then if you don't know like them like, perfectly like like you know are they gonna fit in this role and you make a reference that's like bad for your like uh, yeah or whatever sometimes it could leave a bad taste in your managers or whoever's you know uh, it, it's introducing a lot of it introduces a lot of risk um, exactly you don't really yeah. have control on right i think that's the scariest part Can we just is... talk about the most the ridiculous sexual story though the guy brought somebody in <laughs> for a banking and in the middle of the week he's gambling in vegas he just needs <laughs> to go to vegas and he's at the craps tables and he's like oh, i'm good like don't worry about it they're like where are you he's like oh i'm in vegas like he's not even trying to hide it to his buddy that's wow. crazy <laughs> That's just, it's just insane. I mean, I think that's, that's an extreme example where the guy, like, you know, is coming into a really high demanding job and doesn't realize it or doesn't care um, and just thinks, oh, I have the job now. I mean, the guy's going to get fired. Um, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. 
but now that's the issue is now the guy that referred him um also has you know that that bad look on him as well um because obviously you know people at the firm want you to make sure you're putting the firm's best interest um out there as well so i think yeah to nabil's point i I think there's definitely some firms that only do referral based hiring um the way i see it personally is i i almost have buckets like within my own personal like there's my friends there's also just like acquaintances and so in a situation if i was ever put in that i would maybe just lean on my acquaintances people i know in my network that i wouldn't necessarily consider a friend but i know they do good work and uh, based on their experience i think they'd be a good fit culturally but also just um for the work that needs to get done so i think i would maybe pull from that pool within my personal network versus my friends i mean there's maybe unique situations but i think it kind of ties back to you're ready in a high demanding job why introduce more risk because there's nothing more frustrating than not being able to control something but have the risk still lie on you um yeah to be fair i mean the only reason i got back into private equity after i was fired is because of referral from my former you know colleague um, at Rothschild. So like, I would have never gotten back in if there wasn't for that referral. Cause there was like, there was some red flags. Cause it was like, why did he leave that first firm so fast? And so him kind of putting his neck out was a big deal. Um, but obviously I worked hard for after I got hired. So it wasn't an issue for him. And, but and see, he pocketed, he pocketed a nice little referral fee on top of it. Too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. But see, in that situation, that would probably be considered more of like a work friend, right? There's people that have work yeah, friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, friends right you maybe you grew up with or went it's to university work, college yeah. with yeah okay. work friend is is definitely easier because you at least know they they fit in there um or they have the experience um, exactly yeah naturally cool. all right perfect well then last topic uh of the week guys um dealing with the terrible bonus so i know we spoke about this last week bonuses are a hot topic um but ultimately um, from, I guess, just a, a personal situation, Pat, how would you deal with, um, you know, you had a bad bonus, you were expecting higher, and now all of a sudden you're feeling undervalued and underpaid, um, again, in a high stress role, um, you know, what were your best uh, plans of action in terms of how to deal with that? I think just trying to keep perspective uh, is really important. And then just like stepping back and not, it's it's really hard when you're working so long for your work, not to define kind of who you are and feel like it's like, what you are it's like i am an investment banker it's like i am a private equity associate because you're working like literally almost all your waking hours are spent in the office or working on that stuff so it's one say to say like oh take back get perspective but it's hard to actually do but it's important that in those moments where like you get really kind of uh maybe down on not down on yourself because it was such a disappointing number on the bonus that you um kind of just take perspective in terms of where you are career-wise, how lucky you are to have that role and the learning that you're actually getting from it. And if you're at a place where you've been there for a few years and you haven't been learning, then that's a different conversation. Like, should you even be there? So you're getting a ton of value that's going to pay off ideally later in your career, much bigger. And that low bonus number isn't really going to move the needle, um, you know, if you continue to have success, if you continue to learn. So I think just keeping that perspective helps make it a little, a little bit less painful, although I'm not going to lie. You know, after after like a whole year of eighty hour weeks, uh, <laughs> and you're envisioning you're envisioning this big bonus, right? Or you're hearing about previous years. I think the the key to this is understanding that, like, as you kind of enter uh, the investment bank career in the private equity space, I think you just have to keep keep it known in your mind that you're directly correlated to the financial markets, right? And so, mm-hmm. in in good times, your your pay and your salary is going to be almost like supercharged. 
Um, right. So it's that, just that roller coaster mentality and kind of really just applying that throughout your life. Cause I think without getting too philosophical here that you're going to have your ups and downs throughout your whole life. And I think it's just really just kind of maintain that, that level mindset. Um, you may have a, a bad year just, but then again, that's the result of the economy, overall macro conditions. But you know, when, when times do are prosperous, then, um, you'll be extremely happy about the salary and the work that you put in and, uh, and the payoff you'll, you'll be getting. Sure. Bill, any thoughts on that? Yep. No, I agree fully. Yeah. yeah I was going to say the other thing that's probably skewing things and making people even more pissed off is not just the weak macroeconomic environment, but is the fact that base salaries got so jacked up during 2021 and 2022, like when they all accelerated from like 90 K 80 K 90 K base, all the way up to like 110 to 120 that the banks just like front loaded it and just recouped it on the back end with the bonuses. And I was, I said like, there's no way they're going to be paying kids right out of school, like over $200,000 as a consistent but, thing, you know, how many people have we spoken to Pat the past year? Um, people that are now VPs or even MDs that are saying they wish they got paid this straight out of school. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I know when you guys yeah. joined, it was like that 75, 80 K was your base. 55,000 base. Oh, when I joined in there. Remember I'm old, I'm old. So 55,000 base. I think it was like 65 at some banks, but it was like 55. And then my first bonus was, um, what was it? 35,000. Damn. Which was like, yeah, it was like, such a, it, was, it was amazing. And then like, I think they raised my base to like 65 in the second year. And then my bonus was like, uh, man, why am I blanking? How can I forget that? I think it was like 65 or something like that. So it was a much bigger bonus in the second year. Yeah. PE was obviously a jump from there. And but now you got 24 year old kids rolling in 200, 200 grand. Yeah. They're like, they're getting like 110, they're getting 110 base, which is more than like, obviously with inflation, not quite as severe. And then everyone is wondering why Rolex prices is last year were going through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> your Gucci loafers and your Hermes ties. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I thought there was a funny, um, I think it was a funny comment here where they said like, create, you should create a fake uh, award ceremony for yourself and give give yourself a speech, best effort, worst reward, and, and with a, <laughs> an acceptance speech. Maybe you could stand up in the bullpen and give it to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I'm sure if that were to ever happen, that would make its way onto the onto the forums. Yes, um, especially when you're recording. <laughs> yeah, people getting chirped, we'll, we'll definitely get, be getting some emails through our support. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyways, guys, uh, we'll keep it short this week. Definitely a short bench, uh, lots going on, but uh, appreciate Pat your time to be your time and we'll see everyone next week. And thanks to you, my listeners at wall street oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way. Patrick at wall street oasis.com. And until next time.